We have Angel, Angel Russell, who is better, I don't know if you're better known as uh, Professor Sex, but you're Professor Sex, I and know. that's that's exciting. It's a visible circle I'm in. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about a few things, and the first thing up that we want to hit is how uh, this cool mom out there actually started a nonprofit for... Um, Kiddos who are transitioning, probably not even kiddos. I like to say kiddos, but not everybody's a kiddo. Doesn't matter. But anyways, we got a. She started a cool nonprofit to have a safe space to outfit yourself in your transitional journey. So we'll talk about that, as well as Billie Eilish. Um, she gave everybody a little taste test uh, for her fans out at a concert, and um, I guess apparently her thing is um, baggy clothes. Well, she took some off. Also, too, a, uh, on a local level here in Jacksonville, we have a couple who is actually, they're kind of stuck here in Jacksonville because of their journey from living and working and being abroad uh, in the midst of this global cuckoo craziness. And we'll talk more about what is going on in their court as well. And um, I was going to say, we also have, I think, actually one of my favorite, I'm really excited to actually talk about this, but we have a second person reported in who has been cured of uh, their HIV status. It's been lifted, and he actually has come out with his own identity, too. So we're going to talk about actually how that happened and what this could mean. And I'm glad to do that on a day where we have Angel because I feel like, uh, I, feel, I just feel like this is your territory. <laughs> Anyways, uh, more to come. And stick around. I'm glad to have you this morning, fashionably late, because that's how we roll. And uh, talk to you in a second after this sponsor of who the hell knows what. <laughs> This week's Dose of Morning Sushi is brought to you by dropping your phone on your face because you love laying down scrolling through Pinterest. Um, I've done that a few times. <laughs> a week. A few times a week. A few times a week. It's kind of how you wake <laughs> yourself up. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. And thank you for joining me. I'm so glad I can just like sucker you into this shit. It's very, it's very easy. I just like hanging out. I feel so excited to be asked, to be invited. Yeah, no, no. Thank you. Not everybody wants to get over here at like 8 a.m. I, I, I will say that when I, when you invite me, it feels, yeah. a, my yes is very enthusiastic. When I have to wake up to come, my yes is a little bit less enthusiastic. Like but then once it. I get here, it's good again. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I love having you on board. So have you heard of, um, I don't know, going talking about everything that is happening this week, were you, um, I don't know how much you've been um, in the, or I want to say privy, to this nonprofit that this mother started. I think she was out in Cincinnati. I think that's the area. But she is starting a nonprofit for her child who um, came out that, you know, um, who wanted to transition basically. And with that, there is this challenge of basically finding the safe space to kind of step into the new, not only the new you, but, and I think this goes um, more than just being trans, but I think anybody in that age in general is already trying to find themselves in this world, even through their own image, let alone now having to um, kind of step into a new realm where there's always some sort of backlash. And yeah, so I, she created like a wardrobe closet, basically, right? Yes. Like a big, like a, a big space where people could donate clothes, and then trans folks could come in and access the clothing to try to. It's almost like a speakeasy kind of vibe, actually, I love it. which I, love I already it. loved even more. Yes. Honestly, I'd love to shop. That's right, where my heart with is. With the speakeasy kind of vibe, that's my heart is. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to find. Um, I think if you're trying to play with gender at all, whether you're trans or not, it can be really hard to shop. Oh my God. Because you go into a space and it's aggressively gendered. Like clothing spaces, every space is aggressively gendered, but clothing space even more so. And uh, so it's hard to ask for help from a pro and, or, you know, somebody who's working in the store or whatever. So having a space where you know you're not going to be judged, where you're not going to feel like you're in the spotlight, where somebody's going to be genuinely trying to make you feel safe. I think that's freaking awesome. Well, I mean, and I think that's where I was kind of speaking from that for myself in the everyday perspective, one, I can't stand clothes shopping and I wish it wasn't like that because I think I would enjoy it. But even too, for my own self, I actually, I'm lucky to find something that actually kind of just fits me right, let alone it jives with my own personal expression. A, yes, exactly. And, and that's just, that's just non-existent. So to have a, that extra challenge or layer of being a teen, transitioning, trying to actually feel comfortable in a space where you're not going to have to deal with any kind of adversity. That's, that's obviously an underserved kind of... Can we just talk about how cool it was period. that this person's mom did this for them? Like, it just started out with a mom trying really hard to, like, love her kids. Yeah. You know? And then it just turned into this thing. So that gesture alone is, like, a lot of these kids don't have a mom that's going to do that. No, so she gets to be their, like, stand-in mom. She's like a saint, man. And so I think also, too, I want to say there's an additional layer that she is terminal. In my understanding, that she is terminal. So this is almost a bit of a gift mm. or legacy to carry on the spirit of things, that's, so to speak. Yeah. And that's a big Talk about deal. A legacy. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, we could even, like, wait. We don't even have to wait, per se. I think she just... Um, Offer her a sainthood now. I love it. Let's do it. All right. You've been sainted. Whatever that, however we do that. I don't know. I'm using my wand. <laughs> I like it. Well, it's where the magic happens. <laughs> it really, really does. <laughs> so thank you for doing that on behalf of everybody who feels so damn Cheers. awkward in trying to, just trying to buy clothes. That's real life, man. Cheers to that. Speaking of clothes. Speaking of clothes, Billie Eilish. So people... I always want to call her now. What is it? It's a eyelash. My, my, my husband calls her William Eyelash just to like screw with my kids because he's like an uber stepdad. And so he likes to do the stepdad jokes. And so he every time her music comes on, my husband will go, this is that William Eyelash girl. And like he makes a whole thing out of it and the kids hate it. But yeah, Billy Eilish. We started talking about that before and I'm like, eyelash. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure she hears it all the time and's like... Mm -mm. She probably doesn't think it's cute. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But um, I, so her, her thing, if you don't already know, she wears baggy clothes, right? And very she, much on purpose. Very much on purpose. That's actually the whole point. She wants you to probably, obviously, just tune into her art, turn into her, tune into her music. And I think she's trying to shield herself from literally just being... Uh, Picked and pulled apart about body images, whether she's going to be too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short. Well, when she started recording and performing, she was a minor. Yep. And she didn't want to subject herself to, let's just call it what it is, the male gaze. Yep. And that constant, or uh, that constant criticism of, yeah, like you said, too skinny, too fat, too this, too that. And, and um, so she just said, I'm just going to wear... I think uh, women do it to each other too. Oh, definitely. You know? it's, yes. I think that's why there's shows out there called Who Wore It Better? 
Fuck yeah. off. Absolutely. <laughs> I hate Absolutely. that. I hate that Absolutely. so bad. But um, so I went, I think it's at a Miami, it was at a Miami concert and she gave a little tease. It was like a little strip tease, but I, that's such a... Uh, and, and that's not even... It's, over, it's yeah. overstating what happened. It was this, uh, it was like two minutes long yeah. of her just unzipping her hoodie. But because she's historically made such a statement... It was a big deal. Well, yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, and it wasn't about seeing her shoulders or seeing her cleavage. It was about her saying, like, I own my body. And so I have made this choice to cover it, but I also get to make the choice to uncover it if I want to. Mm -hmm. And so in both cases, she's making this body shaming statement, which is freaking phenomenal. But, um... Then it just became about, oh, we got to see Billie Eilish's cleavage. And, I, and it really, like, took away, you know, like a well, lot of Well, and that's all you got. It was just a little shoulder shot and maybe some cleavage or whatever. But you know what did it for me? And I will admit, I'm like, oh, wow, I think I got a little nervous in, like, a good way. But yeah, then said. I was like, okay, so she's 18, so now I'm creepy. I did think, like, is she hold I asked you. We had a, we, yeah, yeah, we had a, like, we had a check-in for a second on. She cute, yo. Yeah, yeah, and she knew it. She's like, look, I'm cute. But, you know, I think what it, what did it for me, though, is and this is now going to speak to her um, artistic, just, just kind of a, her artistic spin on things. She didn't have to show much. It was dark. It was alluring. There was verbiage it was behind it. Very burlesque in terms yes. of, like, the tone. There was a tone. There was, the, you know, there was verbiage. There was a little bit of... Um, you know, even kind of an alluring kind of background music. Yes. And that's all I needed. Yeah. I needed that sensory journey. I needed that little bit of... Yeah. Um, it was a seductive lassoing in. I didn't need the full Monty. I didn't need to see her naked head to toe. That would have ruined it. Well, you know yeah. What I mean? And, and now and some she people definitely... who feel like nudity, nudity, nudity. Sex. I think it would have taken away from the statement. But I think part of it is... I don't know. I'm just uh, guessing as to her thought process. But you've got on one end of the spectrum folks like Nicki Minaj who are like, I'm going to bear it all, wear whatever I want. Or like Lil' Kim, I always love that she would do like the pasty dress. I don't oh, know if you remember yeah, that, yeah. The thing. I'm like, glorious. Yeah, like Diana Ross. <laughs> yeah. And so That's you've got on one end of the spectrum, you've got folks who are like, I'm going to show you every single thing. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got... I don't even know if it's a spectrum because I don't know a lot of other folks who were taking the Billie Eilish approach, which is cover it all up because that's not, I mean, I imagine her managers have been trying to tell her to take more off for a long time because that's covering it up isn't what sells. And she's like, no, my music will sell itself. And like, this will be enough. And it it has been enough. Her music's awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, she's an amazing live performer and all these things. But I think it was this, I think sometimes what happens is it ends up pitting yeah. her against women who make the choice to show more. And it's like, oh, well, why don't you take the Billie Eilish approach? Her art speaks for itself. She doesn't have to show her ass or whatever. And folks who are like, nah, fuck it, my ass is awesome and I can do what I want. Like, I think that that's okay too. And so I think it's also a show, whether she meant this or not, it's a show of solidarity okay. to artists who do make the choice to say, if I choose to come out on this stage in like a thong and pasties, I still deserve the same respect that Billie Eilish gets for coming out here in like an oversized hoodie and sweatpants, you know, or whatever. And Sorry, she dropped the mic. I like it. I need an actual mic. To no, drop. it's no, honestly, I had to hit it. it it's, 
But yeah, my husband always says, please don't drop the equipment. No, but it's true. It's true. You know, you're on point. And at the end of the day, it speaks volumes to the level of artistic flair and talent and ability. And she pot, she's the Pied Piper of that. And she did it right. And she caught us. So cheers to Billie Eilish, too. And yes. your shoulders. And your eyelashes. And, <laughs> and your shoulders and cleavage. William Eyelash. <laughs> cheers. No, all true. So here on a local level, uh, local meaning Jacksonville, Florida, we have a couple who... I don't know, maybe they're, I guess we're going to call them refugees. <laughs> we have our first refugees to speak yeah. of. And my understanding is that the couples actually live, or they live over abroad. I think they even yeah. live in... Is it Vietnam, right? They're from Vietnam? Well, no, no. They, they live in China. China. They That's why they're studying PhD program. All right, let's backtrack. They live in China, but they were, under, they were in Thailand. Fine. The girlfriend's right. Chinese. No, nothing? God. Whatever, they've been living in China. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, it came from somewhere. I'm not crazy. Thank you. I really appreciate There's the behind all of this. <laughs> I love the audience. is probably like, what the shit is happening? Ben's from Jacksonville, went to go work and live in China. And then they, Ben and his girlfriend were on a, a monk retreat, in, or like winter break with the monks. Which is so cool, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they heard about Jelly. Well, and their travel got revoked, so they're yeah. in on this trip to Vietnam, and they're they were gonna fly back to China. We're piecemealing this. I, I got no. I just I read this with a migraine. Do I get a pass? And so and so they went to travel back to China, and their when they went to travel, the travel documents had been. They said all the flights were canceled. Yeah. So yeah. they had to come home instead. Right. Which is home was here. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So. In order to be a refugee and come back home, she got a visa. Bear with us now. She got a visa. They came back home. So what they're dealing with now is, one, is that they can't get back home. They can't get back to the university, which is really where their funding is. Yes. They can't get a job because they're here and, well, everybody's on, like, lockdown and pandemonium. And they're only here for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, I hope they have toilet paper. <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry. But also, too, they're also, I think this is also steering up a bit of, and we've heard a lot of chatter about this, but also um, just a lot of kind of ridiculous feedback that, I don't even know if feedback, feedback isn't the right word, but they're getting a lot of shit from people who are just a little bit ignorant. Probably a lot is, Yeah, assuming that they are carrying the virus. Especially because she's Chinese. And so people see right. her and instantly like pull They're back. They're like, oh, that's it. So. It's, it's like you saying, we're not gonna order Chinese food until this epidemic clears Dude, up. Dude, my mother told me the story. She's shopping for like dog food or something, right? Like treats for the dog. Mm. And she's in and the woman that's helping her, they're trying to decide which treats are gonna be like not mostly sawdust for the dog. And um, the she picks up the package and the woman that works at the store is helping her reads the package and says, oh, this is from China. Don't buy this one. And you puts it back. Know. And my mom was like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, I just didn't even know what to say. It was so dumb. You know, people are doing that. That's the thing. That's but they're doing that this... to people from China, too. Not just yeah. dog treats from China. And that's fucking awful. Stop dog doing that. Feelings, too. No. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. To my husband, who is yeah. um, Chinese. He, uh, is he really? Yeah, he is. Okay. And we were at it. He's so ethnically ambiguous. I yeah, never know. He's got his mom's Chinese, his dad's white. And um, so people look at him. His brother, you can tell from space, his brother's Chinese. But yeah. he has that like look where people are like, 
And so anyway, we're at something the other day and he had a cough but tried to stifle it and somebody saw him try to stifle the cough and he made the joke about like, I'm trying not to cough in public. It's not a good look for Chinese people right now. No. And the person like did not think the joke was funny because maybe didn't realize that he was Chinese because you can't tell by looking at him. He's pulling. And so they were like, what is that joke? And he was like, I was trying to be funny. He's pulling his civic duties is what's happening. <laughs> well, I think you got to have a little bit of sense of humor too because you, it, you can get very overwhelmed. Like we get to see people's racism on high. The other side oh. of it is, what is this conversation we've been having about uh, refugees who come, like the war refugees, yeah. and we're like, oh, don't bring these people to our country, whatever. And now we've got people who aren't mm -hmm. leaving, are thinking about where can I go to get my kids safe from coronavirus? And like right. all of a sudden we can relate yeah. to people who want to flee their home to right. be in a safer space. Like, sorry, just be nice to people. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's <laughs> weird. There's like a pendulum thing happening right now where I feel like it's bringing out the shittiness of people and the the good in people there's i've seen both i've seen yes. both and when we can talk about the shit side and the ignorant side because you're out there and i don't even know why i'm saying you're out there because if you're out there you're probably not watching i'm not watching so <laughs> but, it, but if you are watching the show you probably know someone who is yeah you know, you, this is yeah, the time to pass know, it aggressively call story. all your friends if they are watching the show then you're giving them a good I pray that you are some weirdo, racist, homophobic <laughs> who's accidentally tripped into, into this podcast. Like, what am I watching? I do. I always talk to you as if you're out there tuning into this damn show, and I'm like, you're probably not. But but there is a pendulum happening. There's a there's the shit side. Let's go back to this. So there's the shit side. I swear to God, I'm like, please be watching this show as if I'm going to change the world. Are you, are you telling us that we should start advertising this? Oh, my God. I think it's we're a having a moment. Yeah, so we can have... Yes. We're having a moment. Oh, I don't know, So maybe we could sponsor and put out ads on, like, Breitbart or something. Or <laughs> I would hate for someone to accidentally News. <laughs> I mean, Fox News will take our money, but oof. I don't know. I mean, no, but we've heard it all, and you know it's out there. That's why we're squawking about it now. But I do like to talk about the positive end of things because there is, I always talk about the pendulum swing of, well, anything. And so with the, the shit stains of the world, you also have the, you do have, I think it's bringing a lot of, like, compassion and awareness, too. There is that side, and I'm seeing a lot of it where people are pulling out a lot of the, like, just sort of civic compassion and rallying and thinking of others first. Like, we were talking about this one, um, we were just talking about, I think it was out in Portland, there's a uh, distillery who takes their, I guess, I didn't even know this, their first run of... Um, Whatever it is that they're distilling, the first run of spirits is apparently not drinkable. So they take that and they turn it into sanitizers. Oh, that's um, really neat. You know, yeah, FYI, like your cheapest of cheap vodkas and Everclear, anything that's like, it doesn't even have to be like good grades, it's cheap. That is like one of your best disinfectants out there oh, yeah. for surface cleanser. Throw yeah. a throw a cinnamon stick in there and call it a day. Yeah, stick I used to... It's an antiviral. Yeah, it's yeah. a strong antiviral, yeah. but I know we're going off topic, but they actually bottled it all up and gave it out for free. So with, again, shit stains of the world, there's also like the good people. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully the couple that are now refugees here in Jacksonville, hopefully they've got their... Um, you know, just enough support to make it through. And I believe that we all are going to make this through. I think it's going to be just a temporary pause in life. I spoke to Ben. He's fine. And apparently he's fine, Ben. Okay. You Thank know. you for the update. Yeah. And if anybody needs a babysitter or someone around groceries 
Walk the dog. <laughs> They're looking for some work. They're looking for some work. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Right? Good for you guys. I'm sorry that you had to deal with shit stains, but know that there's a lot of good people out there and you've got this. You've got this. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a good, if you do need somebody in Jacksonville and you need, you need an extra hand, these folks are looking for some work. And so, yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe leave some notes in the comments and they can trickle in and. So. Oh, you know, maybe that said, you know, every week we give an award out to the crusty. I used to say crusty hooker until you came onto the show. And, and you're said, like, we no, use the girl. word sex workers. I yes, know, let's be like... nice to sex workers. We're pro sex worker in this space. So crusty <laughs> how? I just crusty curmudgeon. Crusty curmudgeon. Yes, it's better. We don't. We don't even hope. No, we don't okay. Do. See, this is why I have you on here. Yes, we love our sex worker friends. It's true. So it's crusty curmudgeon. Crusty curmudgeon. <laughs> crusty curmudgeon award of the week. <laughs> goes to all the shit stands every time i say shit stand i do this so but they go to you guys for um you know just being shit people stands. being shitty yeah, over yeah don't be shitty this thing. Time also if you have more toilet paper than you can use give it to somebody who doesn't have any i know you're if a shit you stand but just go many, in the shower there are so here's what happened i know I'm, I'm probably getting the like please stop talking about this and move on like voice but here's what happened people like cleared out all the toilet paper okay i get why you think you need toilet paper i get it your ass needs to be clean i fucking get it right but there's only so much you can use do the math figure out what you can use take the rest of it and take it back to the store donate it do something because people who don't have any are now going to the store to get toilet paper and there's none on the shelves and that makes you a literal asshole so stop doing that your asshole sucking up also all like paper. baby wipes people like cleared on all the baby wipes other people have babies besides you you dingus like take some you don't think, need all that like i think if we run out of toilet paper we're gonna come to your sorry. yard and we're gonna like use yes your i think there should be like a facebook group for toilet paper sharing so if you have more toilet <laughs> paper than you need put a notice up yeah I'm come in the comments let us know if you saw your, like call each other out no more hoarding <laughs> Toilet paper dragons out there. And that was our public service announcement. All right. Cool. Sorry. All right. I derailed us a little bit. It's such a no, ridiculous sorry. It needed to be said. Needed to be said. So also too, okay, so here's what I want to talk about, and I'm excited about this, because this is such a big fucking deal. It is a big fucking deal. It's, it's so big that I can't even quantify how big. So the second yeah. person now on a global level, uh, he reveals his identity uh, as far as coming forth about being, uh, I don't know if this is the right he term, didn't, cured? He, cured of he, HIV? No, well, right what he revealed was his name. So okay. this is the second person to be cured of HIV. We've known about this person for a little while. So the first person was the Berlin patient. And I want to say- And it was, it was a like, happy accident, by the way. In both cases. Ish. Yeah. And so um, in neither case were they trying to cure the HIV. No. So you had the Berlin accident. patient in like, I think 2007 or 2009. And then- I want to say 2018 or 2019, we had the London patient. Yep. And the London patient has just come forward with his name. And there was a reason he didn't before that, because yep. that's a lot of coming out about your status at all is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm, I would imagine still he's going to have a little bit of a journey. But my understanding is that this was actually a happy accident by virtue of a bone marrow transplant. A full body bone marrow transplant. So in both cases. Not easy. Not a, not right. a simple thing. So in both cases, the um, patients had can aggressive cancer and the treatment that was um, that they said, OK, like to treat the cancer. Yeah. We're going to do a full body bone marrow transplant. Mm -hmm. But the 
the happy sort of side effect that went along with this was in addition to treating the cancer, it also gave, there was no more host left for the It was the like a mutation. HIV. And we're about to get like real sciencey, so bear with me, but there was like a mutation. Yeah, like a little science -y. Just a little it's bit, not enough to like kill you, it's but. It's terrible just, science and a doctor's gonna eat. If you're watching and you're a doctor, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the scientific term for <laughs> yeah scientific term right here uh but but there was a mutation at play that allowed the fuck me maybe it's it's basically <laughs> I am, i'm on this I'm journey with you this is so good i'm on the journey with you this is great so, okay, I will help. <laughs> Mutation. Well, no, so essentially what happened was the HIV had no host. Can I just stay here on your shoulder? You can, I love you, baby. The HIV had no host. So they pull all the, they pull all the bone marrow, uh, white blood cell mutation-ish. Again, it's really, the science of how it happened is less important because- How do you know all this? Because I used to be an <laughs> HIV prevention specialist. Okay, thank you. And so it was my job to know this for a, a long time. So I'm a yeah. trained HIV prevention specialist. I'm a certified HIV tester and counselor. I'm a certified sex educator. So I, I do have some some information on like how this works. I got to meet the Berlin patient, the first Ooh, guy. Uh, I got to meet him. He was really cool. We were at the U.S. Uh, conference on AIDS or whatever that was in Orlando a couple years ago, and I got to meet him. He was really neat. Um, but the the cool cool thing that guy. So let me let's do this. So second guy, same process, gets the cure. And I think people there's this always been this long term conspiracy theory thing. Like you got the tinfoil hat folks who are like the government has a cure and they're just trying to keep us sick. And that is not that's not a thing. The government, no one has any financial or other incentive to keep people sick with HIV. In fact, if we could find a mass marketable cure, that would make people far more money than keeping them on these HIV At treatments. At this point, like it would I agree be, with that yes. hardcore. So I really, yeah. truly do not believe, and it is not a helpful conversation to say, oh, this cure has existed. This is the first time I've actually ever heard that perspective said out loud that, you know what, it would actually, let's spin this, it would actually be more lucrative, let's get real, because True. it's probably what you're, you know, I'm speaking to now as if you're watching this damn show again, but it's more I think a lot lucrative. of people feel this way on but both sides. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really ever been honestly said or spoken or talked about that now it is more lucrative to cure everybody than to keep you... To keep treating people. Keep treating to keep people. keep people sick. Yeah. So, but here's two, here's two things that happen. So if, if we're going to talk about HIV and the cure for HIV, let's talk about what is accessible to people. Mm. A cure right now is not accessible, but maybe it could be. Like what this shows us is that it is possible. It is not accessible or reasonable for most people to have a full body bone marrow transplant. So even though we think, oh, well, if that would cure me from HIV, it would do it. It's just no. not like an accessible, reasonable thing that most people have access to no. for numbers of reasons, including the finance, whatever else. Can you imagine? Oh my God, I can't even, no. I can't even. No. So, okay, but here's what is accessible to you. Whether you are, there's two things. If you are a person who is living with HIV, you probably have heard of this, but if you're not, let's talk about this. Um, it's called U equals U. It means undetectable equals untransmittable. So right. a person who is tested and gets their HIV diagnosis early enough in the process mm -hmm. and gets on treatment and stays on treatment and is keeping in that course with their doctors, they can get to what we call undetectable status. And it just means that the, um, their viral load gets very, very, very low. And that was always the key to 
just living a healthy, long last. Because after, for, you know, let me say, let me back up. Because, and I'm sure there has to be a ton of stigma still out there. Yeah, 100%. It's probably yeah. from the same, like, crusty curmudgeons. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, for the longest time, I don't think people even really understood that it's not a terminal. Well, technically, it's still terminal because there is no cure. So technically, it's called terminal. You, it's not a death sentence. But if you seek out yes. like, proper protocol. It's not like it used to be. Like in the 80s, you got HIV. No. We didn't know anything about yeah. it. It was a death sentence. Yeah. The clock started. Right. That was it. And then everybody around you distanced themselves because they were sure that if they shared a fork with you, they were going to get it. Because I'm still wondering how many people still do not realize. That it is the, not. And, and these advancements. And yeah. the, I don't think people realize half of the advancements no. that have occurred. So I think people still have an idea in their head that. You know that it's it is a death sentence, or I'm going to um, you know contract it from drinking from, from share, a kissing and, with somebody or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second part of that, so you get to undetectable. Yay for folks with HIV that they can get to that point, live a, just as long of a life as if they didn't have HIV, have the same quality of life as if they didn't have HIV. Assuming again that we can keep them in treatment and that they continue to have access to that, there's a ton of government funding dedicated to that. So you've got yeah. the, the first year is undetectable. That's awesome. Yep. The second part is untransmittable. So if you yep. get to an undetectable status, that means you can no longer sexually transmit HIV yes. to another person, right. even if you're having condomless sex. So an undetectable person cannot sexually transmit HIV to another partner. That's a big deal. So that's one side. The other side, and this happened, so the, the first guy, the Berlin patient, the first yep. guy who got cured, he's on PrEP now. So people who don't know what PrEP is, it stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis and it's a birth it's 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 kind of like birth control but for HIV it's a pill you take once a day to prevent HIV and so anybody who thinks they might at all be at risk for HIV if you are sexually active and you think that there's any possible chance that just talk to your doctor about it right just have this conversation but it's a pill you take once a day to prevent HIV and it is highly 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 effective in combination with using condoms you would want to keep using condoms because it doesn't protect you against everything else STDs yeah STDs. like it's, it's yeah so you got all these other things people but um if if you were if, the packaging says like 92 percent effective but what we're seeing is closer to like the 97 98 percent effective and that's again if used as directed so you've got the berlin patient who just came out and said he's on prep because we don't know we have no reason to think that he couldn't get hiv again if he was dating and having sex and came in contact with hiv oh, yeah and so i mean god can you imagine and no. so he said i take my health seriously and medicine has made this advancements and so now the berlin patient who got cured from hiv is on prep to keep this from happening again and that's fucking amazing yeah. so yay for our prep warriors i think this whole discussion could actually be a whole show onto itself yes, sorry. And it, no no it's, time, but, time. No, it's, it's <laughs> but it's so important. i always do this to us no i'm, I'm <laughs> totally on a show <laughs> I'm totally in, and, and it's just, you know, speaking out loud, it's like, there's so much to be said about this, and even though it feels antiquated, and, you know, with some of the, the things I was saying, it, I know that there's just, a, just, there's so many people out there who still don't understand it. Any of it. Any of it. Any of any it. Any of it, and it's so, you know, this is really kind of a great, topic to bring back discussion yeah. to the home just to everybody's table to yes. get updated on well where are we really at and why did this happen and because this happened what do we need to know about it and i think that was a strong point to say okay bud you're cured but guess what you're not out of yeah you're not, you're not at out risk of, like you're, you're yeah still, you're yeah. still everybody's at risk 
So if you are local and you are interested in getting on prep, there are a lot of organizations here that help provide prep. Um, Jasmine is one of those organizations. Can Community Health is one of those organizations. Um, if you go to um, the, um, shoot, uh, it's like the Northeast Florida AIDS Memorial Group has a bunch of these community organizations. And later I'll put a link in the comments to some folks that can help you get connected to prep. I'll put a comment thread in after we're done with this. I'll go cool. back in and I will just put in some information for folks who can help you get prep, Thank whether you. you're insured or not. So if you're insured, it's awesome. But the people who make prep want you to be on it and the government wants you to be on it. And so there is a lot of funding to help people who don't have that's insurance fantastic. get on prep. And so even if you think like, I can't afford it, that's not for me. Still go ahead and talk to these folks because if you are a good candidate for prep, we want you to be on it. We want you to be safe because yes. you deserve to have a healthy, awesome pleasurable sex life and not be worried about that like you deserve it so like treat yourself to some prep okay so yeah all right i'm done I'm no off my thank you though thank <laughs> you though this is you know what we need to hear and so and also go look up u equals u it's freaking awesome it's amazing science it is much closer to an accessible version of a it's not a cure but the experience is very similar to like it's as close to a cure as most people are getting right now I do think I would be very surprised if at least my kids don't see a vaccine in their lifetime. Fantastic. I mean, I don't know a ton about the science, but we're so, so close and we're doing such a good job. It so I, I think feels it's like a, more it's not, than ever. It's not available now, but I, it's all this is showing that we are understanding HIV more and more and more and more and more every day. And what they're telling us versus what they know. I think that there's a lot, obviously they're not going to tell us things until there's, there's confidence. That's just how the scientific process works is we test and test and test and test and test, and then we take it outside the lab and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that the technology is getting really, really cool and really, really awesome. But as of right now, get prep. If you have HIV, again, don't have insurance. That's okay. The government wants you to be better. The community wants you to be better. We want you to be better. Get on treatment. Let's get to you. Not everyone can get to undetectable. Some strains of HIV just can't deal with it. Some people have compromised immune systems, yeah. but if you, that's what prep is for. So do the thing, get the treatment. The same organizations that can access, get prep for you, can help get treatment for people with HIV. Okay, I said I was done, I'm done. I'll put things in the comments. She lied, she lied. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, before we honestly are really done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they lied. It's so important. No, it is actually <laughs> important. I and mean, I was going to ask you, what do you have um, before we check out? Oh. What do you have going on in what your world? What do I have world? going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. I know you always got something going I do. on. So I know. Plug yourself real quick. Okay, so we'll um, we, just, we just wrapped up Sex Week at UNF. I'm very excited. I did my first keynote. Um, and a few people even came your out, first? even though it was my first keynote ever. Yeah, which is cool. Okay, I thought you had like a bunch under your. Oh, sleeve. that's very flattering. Well, hopefully soon that'll be is the first of many, right? Oh yeah. From your mouth to God's ears. Um, but I did that. That was at UNF. Um, so all that's wrapped up. I am currently doing a series of workshops at Club Kink here in Jacksonville. So if you're like, what is Club Kink? That's a cool it. building, by the way. It is a cool oh space. Oh my God. And um, they just had an influx of new members. And so I'm coming yeah. to do some education. So it's called the ABCs of Kinky Sex. And every Thursday night, we're doing like a deep dive into different um, types of sex that people have questions about. And so we're talking about oh, good. like, and yeah, it's very practical and very cool. So we're doing that. That's, that's Thursday nights. And um, 
I've got the podcast, so Sex from A to Z, Sex Science Podcast, Woo-hoo. Sex from A to Z, yes, um, with my co-host, Dr. Rob Zeglin. He's awesome. Um, and so if you just go to professorsex.com and click around on things, you'll see all the stuff. There's like an events tab yeah. where you can see my calendar. There's a tab totally dedicated to yeah. the podcast. Um, I also just recently, I'm very excited, am working. I'm a certified sexual assault victims advocate for the Women's Center of Jacksonville. You're too perfect for that. So, Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I'm you work. I, and I'm love, love, loving every second of it. Yeah. And also, so everybody's like on lockdown from coronavirus. I the guess. Women's Center hotline is still 24 hours. Okay. And so if you are, I know that something that comes up for folks is when you go into a lockdown space, some folks end up locked in in spaces they either do not feel safe or actually are not safe. And that's just one of the side effects that doesn't get talked about when we talk about putting people in these quarantine yeah. conditions yeah. and we're not sending people to work and sometimes leaving the house to go to work is the is safest the safe part space. of your day. Yeah. And so people aren't having that retreat anymore. Or they can't retreat to schools so students are going back to homes where they feel unsafe. Yeah. Um, and so I know other um, hotlines or other victim hotlines are running 24 hours too. I, yep. I think there's a DV one, but I do know the Women's Center, 24 hours, 904-721-7273. I will put it in the notes too. 24 hours. So we are not shutting down for coronavirus. We are there for you. Not this time, coronavirus. Yes. So yeah, No, are, thank you for bringing that up yeah, because so. actually it is very true that now that like you can't Go to your safe space. <laughs> what yeah, mean? and so if, some, no, if something term. comes up, don't feel like, oh, I can't call because nobody's working. No. We got you. We're here. And even if you just need to chat, even if you just need to, like, you're in crisis or feeling trapped is triggering trauma for you and you're in crisis and you need to be taught through crisis, supported through crisis, it's call the hotline. It's there. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so yes. much for <laughs> joining us today. I thank think you, you are. Me. I'm, like, one of your biggest fans because I just love everything that you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but but you are you're doing you're doing amazing things and you do it with such effervescence and style. So I'm always a fan. And thank you, thank you, thank you for livening up this morning. Thank you guys for tuning in. Boy, I hope you crusty curmudgeons heard and internalized. I heard We're planting somehow seeds. you've planting seeds into this portal and have heard something that you needed to hear, even if they didn't. The people listening know the crusty curmudgeons, and we're planting seeds to help them have these conversations. So even if it's not direct, it's like that. We're like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm. We're the Kevin Bacon for these conversations. So take this knowledge and take it to your crusty curmudgeon families and talk to them. Sending you the Reiki juju. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys. Stay safe. Stay. Hope your butt stays clean. Hope you share your toilet paper. Call your mother as always. She probably needs it now more than ever. Right. Yeah. And um, your mom. Yeah, well, have a great <laughs> we will see you next time. And um, aside from all of this, I always like to remind everybody tune in to Outjacks Radio because yes. we've got a lot of shit going on from fantastic music to fantastic programming. A lot down the coming down the pipeline. Pay attention. Check out. Bye. <laughs>